Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where the fans have their say on their club. And yep, still counting for the first goal, 10 hours now. Um, I think it's going to be set for a record if we don't score this weekend. Uh, we're going to not bother talking about the goalless draw against Wimbledon because uh, it's a broken record now. But um, I'm joined by five fine gentlemen to talk about the season tickets Jordan Rhodes being linked. Ooh. And it also links up to talking about worst players. Of course, this season has been one of the worst seasons ever for us supporting the club. So we're going to be going down memory lane, looking at some terrible players who have played in a town shirt. And also going to take a look at Swindon Town. And uh, let's see if we can get a goal there. But yes, let's get into introducing the fine gentlemen that are joining me this week. We have David, Seggs, Darren, Ben and Dan making his return. So I'm going to go over to Dan first to introduce him. Uh, Dan, hope you had a good week. Uh, how are you? And uh, tell me your story. Tell the listeners your story as a town fan, my friend. All good, Roscoe. It's been a, quite a nice week because we haven't played, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, so what am I started watching? Well, first memory of football was when I was five years old. And I, I was born in Wembley and I was with my nan in her kitchen. And she held me up and I looked out the kitchen window and saw the big Goodyear blimp for those of a certain age to remember that for FA Cup final day. And it was Arsenal against Ipswich. I didn't know who Ipswich were. None of my family knew where Suffolk was. But I always had Ipswich in my mind. And then my first game after that was nine. Was John Duncan's first game. I think it was 1987. Um, so that's how long I've been following us. Live in London, North London, um, season ticket in the lower north. Um, and uh, yeah, just big fan, big fan, love the podcast, doing a little bit of writing on Ipswich in my, in my time. And I've got something coming out next year on Ipswich, but we'll save that for another day. But, I, uh, you know, very excited about next season and I'm looking forward to tonight. Top man, good to have oh, you on yeah. as well. Um, I'm going to go over to um, good old Darren. Um, who always is a, a fine gentleman to have on the podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> don't know why I keep saying fine. I don't know where that's come from. But um, Darren or Dazza, I'm going to try to keep calling you Dazza now for for a current, you know, as a nickname's sake. But um, welcome back to the show as always. Hope you had a good week. And yeah, your story as a town fan. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me back on, Ross. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honour to be selected for the panel. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am uh, grew up in Colchester, but my whole of my family support Ipswich. So there, uh, uh, a lot of my uncles and family are all football, were all footballers. They're all old gets now. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, football mad family all support Ipswich. First time, my first memory of going to an Ipswich game, I would have been under five, four, four or five. And I stood on a milk on a milk carton in the north stand with my granddad and a load of my uncles. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I've been supporting town all my life basically. And, uh, but I'm live up in Chester now. So, um, it's difficult for me to get to home games, even though I've got lots of family in, in Colchester area, Ipswich. Um, so I do get back on a regular basis. Well, normally without COVID I'm back on a regular basis, but, um, uh, yeah. So I'm just sort of going to as many away games as possible is what's normal for me rather than uh, all the home games. Definitely. And we are going down memory lane at the moment with all uh, the guests this week. And it's just something more positive to talk about to begin the podcast because the last, well, this season, the intro has been oh, another terrible game of football. Um, Segs, 
thanks once again coming on the regular game day or the the start of game day who was there for me um segs people know your story a little bit because you did a more itfc on the youtube channel um during lockdown but um welcome back to the show and um just a quick little story on why you're a town fan so basically from family of town fans on my dad's side um so you know obviously grew into the grew into supporting town um obviously they saw more success than i did um obviously dad was around 1978 81 and i can just remember Wembley 2000, I didn't go unfortunately, but I can remember watching it on telly and then um, we didn't go because dad was a bit, he's always negative, so he couldn't, he couldn't hack it, he thought we'd lose, <laughs> but we watched it on telly and then obviously I just, I've had a season ticket since 2004 um, under Joe Royal, first game to Gillingham and then went to the, uh, sat in the cobble to start off with, cobbled lower and then I've moved up to Britannia now with my fiance Katie, um, her dad comes with us now and again and obviously yeah, um, been doing game day ever since you started it in the it was a Leeds game wasn't it Leeds game when I started doing it obviously with David as well the two the two originals the OGs <laughs> the OGs uh, the original gangsters <laughs> but yes um David is with us also good old David oh David 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 um welcome back to the show I'm gonna unmute you because I don't know if you know how to do that um but <laughs> There you go. I've done it yourself. Uh, but David, uh, thanks again for joining us. Um, your story as a town fan. And we also got Ben, who um, was on last week. So we'll we'll jump to Ben uh, in a minute and we'll start on the first subject, which is season tickets. They're out. But David, over to you. It's good to be back after a sustained absence. Um, I'm, I'm feeling slightly like somebody from Ipswich Town's dress, um, medical department at the moment. Um my first town memory was way back 78, but I hated football at the time. My mem- first ever memory, it has the first thing to do with football, actually, was, was the 78 Cup final, and I was out in the front garden playing my, on my bike. And the next-door neighbour, Mick, came out, and he was all excited and jumping up and down, and I had no idea why. I asked, and they told me, and I was like, I don't know what Ipswich is. don't know anything about football. It was completely irrelevant. And then I spent the next five years hating football. Um <clears throat> Didn't want to play it, didn't want to watch it, didn't things. And then Kevin Tom's football manager came out and I got really into football manager. And then I read loads of history books about football, got into an argument at school because somebody said I didn't know anything about football because I never had. And then um, I beat him in that argument because I'd read all these books and I started going to town the first. I beat Dan, by the way, by one game because my first game in game was um, Bobby Ferguson's last game at home, the nil-nil against Charlton. And then um, it was Daly and Atkinson's hat-trick against Middlesbrough, which absolutely ignited my passion for the club. And, I, and I've been a season ticket holder since John Duncan's realm, the days of Graham Harvey, Sergei Baltacher on the wing. Um, barring one season, I missed one season, which was the fifth-placed finish in the Premier League. Didn't see that season at all, didn't see a single game in the Premier League that year. So um, I, I, I missed the only real highlight of the entire time when, I, when I've been possibly able to see something good. So it's your fault why we came down. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, living, I was well. living in Leeds at the time. So I was living up north and uh, teaching in Leeds. And so it was, all my pupils were Leeds fans because they, they got full. So I mean, it, it, it meant sort of easy diversion in every lesson to discuss Ipswich or, or Leeds for fourth and fifth place. But um, I didn't see any games. <clears throat> well, 
we've gone down memory lane there indeed with all the guys. Uh, ben, of course, um, we did an intro last week to know about your town fandom, but we're going to introduce you, of course. Welcome back to the show. Um, the only survivor from last week. Um, the reason for it is because why not? Why not come back on? Um, and also talk about season tickets. And that is the next thing. But quickly, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Ross. Yeah, nice to be down the pub probably too much the last week. Um, I hope everybody is uh, obviously saying it's an important subject to discuss. But uh, no, I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for welcoming me back. Top man, top man. A weird connection issue there, but I think we'll be fine. So um, hopefully listeners will be okay with that. But um, we'll um, jump in to season tickets. This is the time of year. We look forward to knowing about season tickets. You know, you're deciding um, about if you're going to get it or not. And of course, it's been a weird year watching the games on iFollow. Of course, uh, I think a lot of people got buzzed with the video the club put together, the next chapter. Um, it's going to be a game changer, of course, links up to the new owners. Um, but Ben, um, what's your thoughts on the season tickets um, when you saw it come out? Uh, were you planning to get a season ticket for next season, even though this season's been shit? <laughs> um, I'm very optimistic for next year. So I have I have thought about it and, and checked out the prices. I, the refunded stuff doesn't make any difference to me because I didn't have one last year. Um, and... Uh, Overall, as again, it's a neutral, you know, seeing it hasn't affected me this year in terms of money back and, and what you can do with um, your season to get next next year. I think we can expect much better. Um, I know there'll be people who are unhappy. You know, I understand that. I understand the reasons why. But, you know, the football club isn't a charity at the end of the day. Um, they're going to need the money from, to through the turnstiles more than next season. Uh, um, so I appreciate that. That's why they've, you know, priced that structure accordingly. Um, I think it's good that they're getting the under-19 season tickets for free. That seems like a really good plan to try and get the next generation through. Um, famously, I know you said everyone over 30 um, on the pot on the podcast is is um, sort of not not irrelevant, but um, and it, from a fan base in, in a way, I mean, the over 30s they've got us locked in. You know, we're 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 hooked. You know, we 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 go back for our uh, our top up, our injection, our vaccine every, every season, and they don't have to worry about us as a club. But it is the young generation they need to start feeding back into Portman Road or for the first time. I know I'm sure Dan will touch on it, but he's he's got a young boy and he's hoping to get him through the ten stuff for the first time for the season to get and that's exactly what the club got to do. So I'd rather try and focus on that. I think that's a really good idea. Again, you're never going to please everybody. I completely understand that there might be people out there a little bit far off, hoping for a little bit more with uh, with our jazzy new American owners, hoping for a, a Huddersfield and, and Bradford City esque, you know, £100 season ticket. But uh, my take on it is pretty fair. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll get, um, you know, 12,000, maybe 13,000 season tickets next year. Maybe that's optimistic. But um, it'd be great to see Portman Road. 20,000, 25,000 each week. And uh, I am undecided, but I'll certainly be going a lot next year. Sounds good. Um, just want to apologise to listeners. It's not Ben's fault. Um, his connection there was a bit, uh, well, flaky. But um, do not worry. Um, hopefully that he, he can get that sorted during the pod. Um, but um, we're going to go over to Dan next. Um, ben mentioned Dan uh, during that. And uh, Dan, your your thoughts on the, um, the refunds for you know, this season and then also next season's renewals. Um, what do you think about it all? And you mentioned about your son, you know, the next generation. That's what the owners want, the new generation of fans. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think, it, I mean, part of me, is it's a bit of a day out for me and the, my son because it's two and a half hours to get there and, and two and a half hours to get home. So it's it's a proper all day for me for Ipswich, but we love it so much. So to be honest, I would have renewed anyway if it was shit. Just because I work, just because I, I just do. That's what I do, and I'm lucky enough to do it. When the new owners came along and Paul Cook came along, um, it's clearly going to be a different Ipswich next season. The summer's going to be really interesting. I mean, we've only got eight eight thousand seven hundred season tickets at the moment. Um, that's going to increase. There's going to be demand for Ipswich. There will there will be once the signings start rolling in from the first of June and. Season tickets go on sale on the seventeenth of June. I don't think that's coincidental. So I can. Ex I'm kind of thinking. I'm expecting season ticket sales to go up, um, and then there'll be interest in the club anyway. I think being able, you know, if if you're a kid and you got a season ticket this season, and you get one for free for next season, I don't. That's that's a great gesture, really. And also, you know, if you if you're a seventeen year old lad living up in Suffolk and your mates have been going. You've got to find 103 quid. That's five quid a game where you can go with your mates. I mean, I think, you know, and it is all about the youth bringing them through. So for me, my, you know, I've been always had a season to get in the lower north. <clears throat> but because my lad is under 12 or has been under 12, I've always had to move around when I wanted to sit with him. So when the club said to me, we're not, you know, we're not extending your, your price is not going up. And because you've been watching it on iFollow, we're going to give you 103 back as a refund. So, the, you know, my season ticket is 230 quid for next season. And from the 103 getting back, my son's season ticket is 105 quid. So I'll be able to go with him to every game for the first time. And my son's season ticket is essentially two pounds. And um, you know, it's 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 a deal, and I've kept my seat, and he can sit with me. So, you know, a bit a part of me is, and everyone's got different circumstances. You know, I lost my job. I've been made redundant. I'm looking for work, and I still thought the one thing I'm still going to do is try and watch Ipswich. And um, you know, fourteen pounds a game they're working out to watch an Ipswich match is good. I think. I mean, and. You know, hopefully, you know, these owners have got deep pockets. Let's see how much they spend. I, you know, I was kind of thinking there is a potential to go do a, like a Huddersfield and kind of, you know, do some really, really creative season ticket deals for the fan base and really get the place rocking from the start. But I think, you know, freezing season ticket prices is a good gesture. And, um, you know, let's yeah. I mean, I I'll be there, but I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure people have different opinions on it. But with iFollow, the thing was as well is, is the big debate is I think this is wrapped up in iFollow and the service that iFollow gives. I mean, I found out quite quickly that with iFollow, I just muted it. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest, I just muted it and watched it, and it's been it's not the same, but it's been quite interesting actually watching a match with no sound and taking it on board myself. So with iFollow, it's kind of weird. It's the games have, because the games have been so poor anyway, more of them, they drifted along in the background. I'll get up, make a cup of tea, go and get a biscuit, come and sit down. And um, it's just kind of been like wallpaper iFollow. So I just can't wait to get back in the ground. Yeah. Just to, just to say something about iFollow, when we've, 
I think it could be the coverage that Ipswich have been providing for iFollow because some of the other games that we've had on iFollow, they've had re replays, uh, different, different, camera, yeah, angles, different camera angles and all that. But Ipswich is, you know, one one guy with shaky hand up in the top of the side stand. So, um, yeah, perhaps it's more to the club than, than iFollow probably. Possibly, yeah. Um, and also, you can't complain if you've got shaky hands. I understand in December when it's freezing cold, but um, you know, in August and September, or was it September we started the season? It's not cold then, is it? Um, but um, good points there are made, Dan. And um, well done to your son, who's um, keen to go. Uh, well done for keeping him in, invested in the club. And hopefully next season, um, he'll see some good football, uh, possibly. But um, Daza, you're on, a, you're on a different side to this discussion. Of course, you live... Um, away from Suffolk, um, so you won't be getting a season ticket. Um, but what's your take on it? Um, what's your thoughts on it? Do you think um, the club have done okay with the, the refunds and next season's um, season tickets? Yeah, well, obviously, I have a, you know, I, I'm not part of being in any refund situation or anything like that, so um, I'm not as affected as everyone else. Um, I did try and buy it, weirdly, I did try and buy a season ticket this year. Um, because at the start of the season, we st it was still unknown whether we we're going to be able to get into the grounds by the end of the season. And so I thought, well, my best chance of doing that is if I've got a season ticket, but they wouldn't, they weren't selling them. Uh, and I have actually considered getting one for next season. I might still do that. Um, now I might not, I can't go to every game, but I've got a huge family in Ipswich. So I'm sure I can give my ticket to someone. Um, but the benefit of it as well as having a season ticket holder for me is that away tickets go on sale to season ticket holders before uh, everyone else. And a lot of the time being, because I go to as many away games as I possibly can that are kind of north of Birmingham, um, sometimes I can't get tickets or, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I get a ticket, but I'm sat out where there's no cover in the rain, you know. So, um but yeah, just going back to the thing, I, I, like Ben said, you know, the club um, is not a charity, you know, so I think uh, this, it would have been lovely. I agree. It would have been amazing if they'd have said, yeah, 100 quid season tickets, away you go. Um, but I'm not not surprised. And I think I think from my point of view, I think it's kind of fair enough what they've done. They're giving people some money back. Um, it's not the club's fault that people haven't been able to go to games. Um but as I say, I, I'm not. I haven't already paid out the money to to get one, and and you know, not not got too much for it. So, um, yeah, I think it's fair Don't enough. Mind. I think it's fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. Well, um, we'll get we'll get David and Segs to come in. I'm going to go over to Segs first because um, another debate is about I follow. Um, you know, you you know, you live with your fiance, so I follow. You basically you've had two I follows, but you're not going to watch one in one room and watch the other one in the other room. So the I follow debate is the big one. But um, what's your thoughts on um, the news that broke? Um, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Or the day before, whenever it was. Um, I didn't care. Quite frankly, didn't care at all. Um, the only thing you just mentioned it just then, to be honest, um, and Kate is a little bit disappointed because of what happened, but, it, you know, in terms of the refunds, but she's not overly bothered because we knew going into it. It was a pandemic. If we bought buying a season ticket, we were going to lose that anyway. So you know, it's 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 our it's our own fault in some way. We we she was given codes. If if we wanted to make something from it, we could have done. We could have given away, but we didn't. So you know, we've we've lost that ourselves. It's perhaps our own fault, but whatever. Um, we bought a season ticket knowing that 
is helping the club out potentially for a pandemic and also we're um <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're um we're obviously supporting the club so yeah um that's put me off <laughs> thanks ben <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah what was i saying so yeah we were i said i don't care to be honest um yeah the club did say it was free but if you buy a season ticket you get free tickets to the game anyway don't you essentially so you know you, you if you're going to pay you're expecting to pay some money towards the games during the during the during the season because you've bought a season ticket and that's what the season ticket cost and uh, what the cover the season ticket covers that cost and you know if if you read that wrong then that's your own fault in my opinion i i took it as in if you if it's free then you've paid for it yourself for your season ticket so you know there's there's nothing wrong there let's say um and I was going to re- renew anyway. So it was just a case that I don't care what it is. If there's a refund, nice. I've got, I think it's 214 off to get to £230 season ticket. So, you know, so it's 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 better for me. Um, I will get a, get the refund off the season ticket option, one or whatever it was, um, and just go from there. Um, I'm more excited about the season, the, the rebuild, the refresh, anything about that. I don't really care about the season tickets. It's in my budget. I pay whatever I want to pay for it um, and just go from there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like it's a discussion every season about the season tickets. If you know, definitely if you're going to renew, um, look at the prices. I think most of the times, you know, you may moan about sometimes the prices, but then you go, I'm still going to buy one anyway. I know David has been bursting to talk about this subject, so um, I'm going to go over to him and I'll keep um I'll keep unmuting you and then you beat yourself. <laughs> um, but um, David, your thoughts on it? Um, I know you're you love a, a little bit of discussion on this sort of subject, so um, take it away. I'm not quite sure so, I'm bursting to talk about it, um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my issue, and, and I, I mean, first of all, there was no question about that I was going to renew. They could have increased the season ticket price by 15% and I'd still be there um, if we'd have got relegated with a 5-0 defeat against um, Swindon then I and we were in League 2, I'd still be there. So that, that that's completely irrelevant to me. It's, it's not a discussion about next season at all. Um, and I'm I'm having the money back for this season. Um, and the reason being because I'm pissed off about the value they've placed on iFollow, which is quite frankly shit. Um, I, I, I just I don't see that it's worth I don't actually see that it's worth ten pound a year, um, let alone ten pound a season. I mean, you, you've yeah, it, it's it's bollocks basically. And it incensed me yesterday. I think, I think the various things. I think the youth offer is good. I'm more than happy with a frozen price, but actually I don't mind it going up with inflation or something because the club's got to pay its wages. It's got to pay the ground staff. It's got to pay the media staff. It's got to pay the cleaners. It's got to pay all of those things, your coaching staff, all of that, and we lose money. And frankly, in League One and the Championship, then this is our primary source of source of revenue. So, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't have objected to an increase. My, my problem was, and I think it's much better having a simple refund rather than doing it through 18 different voucher systems and on a Tuesday afternoon in May, then you can go in if you're standing on your head wearing a top hat and then you can use a voucher for 50 quid, but o- only if um, you also have one sock on. It's, which seemed to be the previous refund system. So, and I knew this season that, well, no, I wasn't as pessimistic as Sex was. I thought that, We'd be back in by November. Um, oh, hang on, what, what, what? Me pessimistic? What do you mean? 
pessimistic thought, about, about this about, about not being able to get into the ground. I never said that. I never said that. I thought, that's probably me. That's, that's why we went for it. Um, <laughs> we, I, I, we, we, I, I, I thought that we'd have, have the vast majority of the season, and every, every, up until middle of January, I genuinely thought we'd be back by the end of the season because I'm I'm eternally optimistic. It's why I keep predicting two nil wins. My my thing was purely the overvaluing of an iFollow product, which isn't actually a product. Um, yeah, I mean, watching TV, watching football on television is always worse than watching it in person because you don't get to see patterns of play. You get you have to choose, you know, the, the director chooses what you're looking at. Um, but the iFollow product is not, I mean, it's not a product. Nobody would choose to, to watch that if they could, as far as I'm concerned. And I know I mean, other, other people may think that it's a valuable service. Um, I just don't. And I don't think it's worth £230 of anybody's money ever. Um, I'm not, but I, I, it, this is the bonkers thing: is that if they'd have given us the option of having a refund or putting it against next season or whatever it is like that, I would actually have given the money to the academy. I did last season. I donated last season season to get the, the remaining money to the academy. I would have done that for the whole value of my season ticket this season. Said, "Yep, just keep it." But because they valued iFollow at £230, I thought, fuck you, I'm having that money back. Because that's nonsense. Obviously, I'm in a minority there to have that particularly vocal opinion. Um, but I, I, I just... So did you, did you not watch it? Did you not watch... How did you watch it, Switch, then? I, I, I watched it. It's just I think it's shit. And I don't think it's worth that. Now, I don't know... I mean, if, if they'd have said, OK... Um, you know, you've used that, but we'll pay you for, you know, we'll charge you five pounds each run. And I thought, okay, fair, fair enough. But it's to, to take the full price of what the iFollow cost is. So if you're an itinerant, you're not a season ticket holder, you would have paid 10 pound a ticket. For, an, for a season ticket holder to take that same thing off, you haven't got any discount over what somebody who's a, an itinerant fan would, would do. And I just have a slight objection to it on that basis, and I've got an objection to it because I follow is just crap. I have they have, have they have they taken the whole two hundred and thirty quid off, or only the codes you've used? No, they're taking one hundred and three quid. Is that is, does that equate to the codes that you've used then, Dan? So hang if on, you so they haven't taken one hundred three quid off everyone, remember they've taken two hundred fourteen off me because my more. So it's 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 they've. They've charged us 230 for the whole season this season for the codes that we've used, but it doesn't codes doesn't matter because, like I said, Katie's has been charged 230 as well, but she hasn't used any. Okay, okay, yeah, so yeah. just fine. Um, um, that's, that's, yeah. our fault. that's our fault. I don't, I'm not moaning about that, you know, as we are okay, little, it's a little bit about that. Yeah, it would be very complicated to do it a different way, and I don't have a problem with that bit. It's just the valuing, it's, it, it's just that thing of that. And, and if they'd have given me the option of just having a full refund or giving it to the club, I would have given the whole lot to the club. Because mm. I've spent it, I, it, it's as far as I was concerned, it's a marker for my season ticket. It's a very expensive way of putting your coat on it and going, Bagsy, that's my seat. But did you buy that's away that's games? Did you buy away games, David? Pardon? Did you buy away games? I bought, bought some away games, yeah, because I've no, so why, why are you earned about 10 pounds then if you bought away games? <laughs> that's, that's my that's my choice, and I complained about it at times. But no, then, but it's, it's, it's still the same price, though, isn't it? You know, you're going to pay 10 pounds, whatever. No, but the assumption that the club are making is the fact that the, that, that is worth £10 and we're getting no benefit as a but season you knew, ticket. You knew get buying a season ticket is going to happen. 
No, I, no, no, I didn't. I didn't know they were going to charge me ten pounds yeah. for I follow at the end of the season. No, they didn't say that at the start of the season, did they? Yeah, but it was, it was made clear, though, wasn't it? You're getting that free. Which... No, I haven't got it free. I've paid two no. hundred. Yes, I've paid exactly the same price for it. If you are a non-season ticket holder and yeah. you've paid every single home game, you've paid two hundred and thirty quid. Yeah, I've paid two hundred and thirty quid. I haven't got it free at all. I've paid two hundred and thirty quid. It's just been deducted from a season ticket. I've got no benefit from having that season ticket. It's not like I've guaranteed my seat. It's not I've got a guaranteed. Um, that I've got sort of, I've paid eight pounds for it instead of that because season tickets get their tickets to the game cheaper. I haven't got cheaper I follow than anybody else. So I've got no benefit from it. I've paid exactly the same as everybody else. That's my problem. Yeah. Plus the fact that I follow is shit. Yeah. I don't really I, mind. It doesn't bother me one a bit. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, this is why I might get a season ticket next year because this year. I've I've watched every single game, the Tottenham friendly, the Colchester friendly. I didn't watch the John Papa John's. I didn't bother with that. But all the rest. So the I end of this those. season. Ah, so the end of this season, I'll have spent four hundred and eighty. Well, four hundred and seventy-six quid, however much that Colchester game double header game was. So um, I, yeah, season tickets. Away, one, one. I've done every single one. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, um, are we all 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 calm? Are we all okay? <laughs> are we all okay? Yeah, I thought I was gonna I think, come through I the think, screen. I, the, I do think the biggest issue they have is they said it was free last year, and they shouldn't have said that because it isn't free. We, yeah. I I read that as I've got that free in terms of I don't have to pay anything, which makes complete sense. But some is the fact they used the word free. They should have used a different description for that because it you know you're obviously going to get those codes because you've got the season ticket. It makes sense in my eyes. Is, okay, yeah, fair enough. We haven't got as much back as what we should have done in David's eyes, but you know, it's, it's what it is. I, I would have less of an ejection if they'd have given us a discount. So, say they said we'll charge you eight pounds per game or something, or five pounds or something like that. So, there, there is a bonus from being a season. I would have less of a problem, even if I follow his shit, which it is. But I would have less of a problem if if they if they if there, if there was that there was an acknowledgement, but simply to take that off now. If they'd thought about it and there's some contractual thing, because I follow uh, at a contractual level, has a whole series of things which the clubs aren't allowed to do, aren't they? So it's possible that there's something which in, in the whole broadcast agreement means that the club can't go below £10. It's possible. But that I would have liked to have known, known that. Yeah. It, it's entirely possible. Yeah. I think that was agreed with the FA or something, wasn't it? it was a sky, yeah, wasn't that, it? That, that bunch of incompetent muppets. <laughs> let's, let's not go down another hole. Um, uh, yeah, uh, if you are from iFollow, <laughs> would you like listening... my opinion on um, the hierarchy of football? Uh, that's for another pod, I think. That's a, <laughs> for a future one. You know, in the summer, we may there may be a quiet week, possibly. Um, but um, I'm going to go over to I, I Ben, can make who's it last been... longer than a week if you want. Yeah, I can imagine, Davis. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a whole. That's a charity. That's a 24-hour tra- charity. You know, podcast to do that. Can we just ask um, Rachel to stand on your feet? It might help a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like quieting him down. <laughs> but, um, well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, and Ben has been basically listening himself just in the corner of my screen. <laughs> and, um, well, Ben, season tickets is always a, a topical discussion, debate. Um, people are happy. People are not happy about it sometimes. But um, your take on it. Um, you're normally a season ticket holder, but you said this season you didn't get it because you probably thought, yeah, we're not going to go to games, so you're not going to get it this year. But, um 
Are you going to get one next year? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, well, I was a season ticket holder for a long time, that? and then I had a couple of uh, a couple of years where I didn't have one, and that's coincided with COVID. So you could say I was lucky in that regard because obviously we've been absolutely horrendous, and the financial state of the world has been horrendous. So personal circumstances have been fortunate, and I completely understand what David's saying. Um, what what Sex is saying, you know, personal was their personal opinions. So that's what makes podcasts like these so good to listen to, and hopefully people enjoy that debate. Um, I am really considering getting one next year. Um, my wife's in the other room is probably thinking, "Sorry, what? Um, I'm not sure about you." <laughs> but um, I've looked at the prices, um, and I would love to sit back in the north stand. I used to sit lower north stand, and I, you know, I think overall, you know, fourteen quid for hopefully a promotion in league one um, don't hold your breath but i am feeling very positive about next season for everything that hopefully will change over the summer um i was you know saying earlier about it's fantastic they're trying to get younger fans into the ground i do get a real feeling from certainly my trips to portman road there is certainly a core group of fans from probably 30 upwards um, and you've got probably 30 to maybe 40, 50 year olds, mainly in the North Stand lower than I see. You get, you, sometimes I sit at the top of the, um, at the top of the East Cooperative Stand, the ex Britannia Stand when I want a better view of the game and you maybe get sort of older clientele up there. Um, but we do need, we do need more younger, we need younger fans. You know, we need more fans who are going to be the future for this club. Uh, success obviously helps on the pitch, but if you're going to have promotions like they've started out with those under 19s, I think we can't, um, we, we, that's an important subject to discuss. I know we're talking about our personal opinions on the season tickets and how we're affected financially each person. So that makes complete sense. I agree with David. The iFollow service isn't really, um, it's not good for purposes. It's not fit for purpose for what you're paying. Um, the ten pounds really is a donation to 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 Ipswich or you know to to seeing it as a charity because it's just having the camera sort of swirl around in the wind and the and the audio not too great anyway that that's we're not discussing that season tickets Ross I'm really tempted next year I think they've got the pricing about right I know lots of people are hoping for a Bradford Huddersfield scenario where they're going to be a hundred pounds but with everything that's happened in the last eighteen months pandemic wise. I, I, just, I can't see how they're able to do that. And it, and it will affect our wage bill, won't it? I think, you know, ever so slightly, the more money we can get through the turnstiles, the more wages we can give to uh, hopefully some uh, better League One players. Well, well said as always. But yeah, Sex? Just yeah. ask David why he's getting the full refund and not putting it towards the next season ticket, because to me that seems counterproductive. Oh, God, why do you ask, Sex? <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> oh, dear. Muted. Oh, David is muted. Can't Someone's muted. <laughs> Does he know how to do it? Uh, my, oh, no, there you go. That it's it's really simple. That one. It's it's not a long answer. I am. Um, I have a certain amount of money goes out every month. It's by direct debit. I that that just sits there. And as far as I was concerned, because I was expecting to donate the money to the club, like I did last year. So when the season ticket okay. re refund option was there, I thought, right, bargain. I can go and spend some money in ASOS. Do you um, direct? Do you direct debit then? Yeah. Okay, I pay mine off straight away. And I pay my daughter's as well, and I've I've donated that um, that refund to her as a as just a gift. So um, because I'm I'm not bothered particularly, it's just a bonus. Um, I say if if it hadn't been for the iFollow thing, the club could have had a lot. All right then. I think um I think that's it for season ticket talk. Um I hope you uh, listeners enjoyed that. Um a good I'm not debate. afraid to go head to toe with David. I'm not afraid to go head to toe with oh, David. That's, that's, a, that's a feature coming on. I think. <laughs> David and Six. <laughs> Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, but I'm going to stick to you, Ben, um, now because I think you know you've had an opportunity to talk as much um, because of internet issues and stuff. But um, I thought I'd stick to you because you did mention about um, wages for next season. Um, if you know more, you know, fans come through the turnstiles and. Um, the transfer rumour mill has begun as standard and a, a former player has been linked. Jordan Rhodes, the man who was let go too soon. Um, and of course, went on to score the goals for Huddersfield, Blackburn. Um, maybe not recently. He's 31 years old now. He's currently at Sheffield Wednesday, looking to be relegated with Sheffield Wednesday. He's a free agent. Um, of course, he was released by Roy Keane. I think he made 10 appearances, scored one goal when he was here. But um, your thoughts on Jordan Rose potentially signing um, free agent, um, but then his wages could be a big talking point because I'm sure he's on decent wages. Um, so yeah, and your your thoughts on signing former players? Um, he's 31 now, but we do need a striker. Yeah, we do need a striker. It's a very difficult one on Jordan Rose. You're not really sure what he sort. I think over the last couple of seasons, he's hit his goals in spits and spurts. So he'd have a five-game run where he scores six or seven, and then he wouldn't score for sort of 10, 15 games. And that's he would be dropping down, obviously, to League One. He hasn't played, I think, in League One since probably Huddersfield. Um, was it Huddersfield? I'm sure he was in League One for a bit. But anyway, um, do uh, the, to answer your question, I just don't think he's the sort of player we want to be going splashing out top of our wage bill at 31 years old. I think... Again, to reference your over thirty comment, uh, which seems to get mentioned every week, I do. I do think we need to look more in the sort of twenty-four to twenty-eight bracket. Players either coming into their peak or at their peak. <clears throat> I think with the way that Cook is going to play with a high tempo, you need someone who's going to be able to work the centre backs, press them back, along with the wingers. You know, press them into their own half. I, I don't think Jordan Rose is that player who's going to be able to do that. If if he was. I don't think he's going to change much from 31 to say 35 in terms of the, what he can deliver as a striker. He, he is a fantastic finisher. If you're on a team that makes chances, then you know there may be no one better in the league next year if he drops to our level. But in terms of the way we're looking to play, that high tempo, high energy, high press, he, he's not going to fit that bill. Um, if Cook sees an opportunity and he wants the goal scorer and wants him in around the squad and he's an impact player off the bench, maybe, but you're not going to spend the money on, like he will uh, He will demand to have an impact player off the bench. So uh, for me, it's a no. I think you can get romantic about these kind of things and they can really blow your vision on, uh, you know, realistically. Uh, there's probably people shouting now, you know, listening to this, thinking, come on, it's Jordan Rose, a championship class play, you know, player, but he's, he's not ripped it up for Sheffield Wednesday. He's done all right. Obviously, he went to the scum and he did okay there. But again, he was in and out of the team and he didn't deliver in a team. Let's face it, create chances for fun, unfortunately. Buggers. Um, but anyway, Jordan Rose is no for me. In terms of ex-players coming back, you just got to try and think, you, you know, look at it on paper, ex-player or not. I, I, I loved it when Pablo came back. I loved it when Tommy Miller came back. Shefki was it. He came back. Johnny Walters, even when he came back for a short time before he got injured. At, at that time, actually, I thought he was the sort of player that we could have back. Um, and unfortunately, he did his Achilles, didn't he? And retired. But there, there is the right place because there is the right fit where you can go back and you know what the club's all about. And you, you certainly got something still to offer. Um, but I, I do think sort of the few and far between in terms of the returning hero kind of vibe. Um, unfortunately, we've fallen so far. I think lots of people I see on people like Matt Holland's Twitter account, they're always like, Come on, Matt, you can still do a job in midfield. 
um, which actually might still be right. But on the whole, you've got to take the emotion out of um, returning heroes, returning players, have a look what our team needs on the pitch at that time. Um, and as I said, I just don't think Jordan Rose is the right fit at this time. If you can get all the other 10 players, including the goalkeeper, energetic, energetic around him, then maybe, maybe it'll work. Okay, well, um, I'm going to just go quickly around all of you guys because, you know, it's it's uh, conversations that we're going to be having probably all summer um, about players. What do you think? Should we sign him? Should we? Um, but Dan, um, over to you. Your thoughts on Jordan Rose. He's been linked before for a return for town. Um, I've just got his stats up for the last five years. So he scored 35 goals in 174 games in the last five years, which isn't actually that many games. Um, not bad goal return-ish. Not bad. Um, it's not, not not prolific, but um, what do you reckon, Jordan Rhodes? Well, I wouldn't <clears throat> wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. He's, no, <laughs> he's not a lone striker. Cook won't like him. He won't he won't run. He's a penalty box poacher. He, and his dad Andy fell out spectacularly with the club. Um, who gets on very well with Brian Klug anyway. So there's a bit of chat going on. There's just an agent there just trying to do his job. He's not championship quality roads anymore. He will never fit in a one-up front in League One and he'll probably want about 18 grand a week. And I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. And also, I remember when we beat Blackburn 3-1 and he scored the Blackburn goal and he gave it the big one in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand. And it's just like... I'm not, and and his gripe, you know, I know that his gripe was with Roy Keane, and his Roy Keane and his dad Andy had a massive falling out, um, which is why Jordan left in the first place. But I know his gripe was with the club, not with the fans. But I thought he showed a, a bit of a lack of class that night. So I think there's there's much better, hungrier, more quality players than Jordan Rhodes. Yeah. And, you know, it's still very early days. You know, we haven't even finished this season yet. But as you said, agents talk and it's just a transfer. They're linking it together, former club. You know, he's going to be a free agent. We need a striker. Um, Darren, what did you think when you saw this? Sometimes you just look at it and go, yeah, that's not happening. Um, but Jordan Rhodes, um, you know, the guys, Ben and Dan already said about it. But um, your take on it? Uh, you no, not for me. I would have taken him when we were in the championship, whenever it was, sort of five or six years ago. When you know, I think I can't remember which club you moved to. I think it was he at Blackburn and not playing or something. And there was lots of rumours that he might come on loan or something. But then he's dead to me. As soon as he went to play for Norwich, then then that's that. I mean, I know he he's not an Ipswich lad, and I know he you know his dad obviously was there, and that's the only reason he was in the academy. But obviously at that point he was the hot thing, you know, that season in pre-season where he, I think he scored in most of the pre-season games he played. And we were all, certainly I was really looking forward to seeing him play. He was a player and championship manager that was always get you 50 goals a season or something. Um, and it was just a shame, you know, that Keane and all that, that, but you know, all, all fell out and he, he went and has had a good career immediately after Ipswich. Um, but no, 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 lazy journalism, I think. Not not by East Anglia Daily Times, but by everyone else. And there'll be so many links now because everyone knows that we're a club who needs to sign a whole new squad because everyone's about to be released. Um, and so, yeah, everyone who's a free agent, anyone who's ever put on a blue shirt of any description will be linked to it. Switch. So, um, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be linked to everything now. 
But no for me. No, 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 no. I am. That's three no's out of five so far. I want to get Segs and David's quick take on it. I've just looked. He joined Sheffield Wednesday for £10 million in 2017. £10 million. Pounds. Uh, and now he's going to be released as a free agent, um, which I think probably Sheffield Wednesday probably didn't get that much out of him. And they're about to... One good one good thing, though, next year. Hillsborough on your body. I'm looking forward to that one. Good old Sheffield Wednesday. I, I like going to Hillsborough. I can um, tell you, just to give you a little tip when you go to Hillsborough, um, at I can't remember which stand before, it is. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 not that's the ground, but outside, I'm a bit of a foodie or fat mm. git, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, <laughs> there is a shop that sells pork baps, roast pork baps, and it has roast pork crackling, apple sauce, and stuffing in a in a great big, I think they call them balms up here. So a great big bap, as I'd call it. They're amazing. And there's a queue out all the way down the road on for them. So when you go to Sheffield Wednesday away, roast pork bap, say yes to crackling. That's my tip. Are you on a diet? I am at the minute, but I won't be by the time we're Sheffield Wednesday away next season. <laughs> Get ready for next season. Daz's um, food tips for away grounds. Yeah. So look forward yeah. to that. We'll oh, yeah. do it in person yeah. as well. You'll, you'll, I'll Regular film you in feature. person eating, and then you'll get yeah. your review. Yeah, it's good pie. <laughs> yeah, this is a good bap. But do you want a road, Segs? Um, segue into that. Um, quick answer from you. Yes or no? And, you know, did, do you believe it? No and no. Um, I was gutted when he went, to be honest. Um, I know he had a falling out of Keane, but I always felt like we should have kept him and got rid of Wickham. Uh, I know we got some money for Wickham, but I think Rhodes would have potentially made more money if we'd have kept him. And you know, Wickham went out when he went. When Rhodes went, sorry, I rated uh, Rhodes much more than I did Wickham. But um, such life, and he's gone now. Uh, I wouldn't have him back. He's thirty-one years old. Uh, we need to look for the future now. Um, he's not the future. Um, but however, in terms of looking back. Signing old players, I'm not against it. I mean, um, Richard Wright back, decent player for us when he came back for us. Um, and Ben's already mentioned it, Canago, Tommy Miller, um, Sheffy Cucci came back and then... John his... Walk! No one's mentioned yeah. John Walk! John Walk well, uh, he's on my list! He's on my list! He's on my list! Sheffy Cucci come back, but then unfortunately played a couple of games and went down like he got shot. And obviously there was um, Walters as well, like Ben mentioned, who I happily took back. I think to be fair to Hurst, that was the right decision to make because he realised he'd made so many mistakes and who he'd brought in and bringing a bit of experience and someone who, you know, knew the club was a good idea. It's just unfortunate that it didn't work out for him, whether that was Hurst's fault for playing him or Walters's fault for saying he's good to go, you know, that's what it is now. Um, so, yeah, that's, in terms of bringing players back, it, it can work. But, I mean, even Daryl Murphy, I mean, he came back how many times? Like, Four. 100 times, 100 <laughs> times, something on it. You know, he was signed yeah. on loan and eventually signed for us. So, um yeah, obviously that, that doesn't always work out like we said with Cucci and and uh, Walters. There's there's players, other players as well that we brought back and it hasn't. Richard Wright. That's what. Yeah, I said Richard Wright. It, it, but I wasn't. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who I'd rather bring back. Who's on a free transfer is Luke Garbutt, but that's another conversation for another time. And it's another. Also, talk about free transfers. I think um, Charlie White is out of contract at Sunderland, isn't he, this season? I believe. Yeah, he is. But yeah. I assume, yeah, he, he is. Yeah. If if Sunderland messed their if Sunderland messed their um playoff playoff push out up, sorry, surely we can we've got a shoe in there with the money that we've got now. Possibly, but yeah. then he may look for championship because he's been scoring the oh, goals. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, That's just because I'd rather someone a bit more hungry and a bit more yeah. you know, 
who's who's been scoring the goals that we could bring in and and actually under thirty. Who's <laughs> 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 last season? Like, and again, it's, I'm just looking forward to the big rebuild. I don't I've said it so many times now, but it's massive refresh needed. Yeah. Or um, I'm excited to talk about the transfer. It's always a fun thing to do on on the podcast is talk about rumors and stuff. And uh, hopefully, most of the rumors will be true because we will be looking at probably having a whole new eleven. So we'll have to see eleven new signings. But um, David, to finish off this chat, Jordan Rhodes, um, the one that got away potentially. Um, you know, to think he, yeah, scored lots of goals for Huddersfield, Blackburn. I think 18 million in total. His fee was um, 8 million to Blackburn and then 10 million to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, yeah, finish off. No, not interested. I um, think the whole thing is nonsense. It's, yeah, it's join, joining dots because he's, he's he's out of contract. Probably the same as Huddersfield. Uh, they're probably not interested either. Um, I, and, and, yeah, I'm just not bothered. Quite frankly, I don't want him. I don't think he would do a job. I think that he's the wrong side of 30. I think he's the wrong type of player. I don't think he can lead a line on his own. Um, just no, under no circumstances. All right, simple as. Well done, David. Oh, look, that was a short answer from me. Don't Makes a change. Makes a change. <laughs> First and last time, I imagine. Um, but... <laughs> On to a new feature for the podcast. And um, I felt like we needed a nice little set feature. And it is Question of the Week. week. Uh, we'll, we'll improve can that. Get, we'll improve that. Can you get Andy to record it? Because Yeah, I think <laughs> I he's think got you sounded like a little pig. <laughs> I'm squealing, squealing pretty much. Um but yes, the question of the week, because we had a question last week, was the worst away games, um, away trips, um, which was a good t- um, talking point. This week is also talking about worse, so some more negativity to talk about, but we can make it fun as well, because um, who doesn't love fun? My kids would tell you me. That's what they'd say. We're Ipswich fans. fans. Surely none of us like fun. No, no. <laughs> Um, but yes, the question this week is very linked to um, this season um, and it is about players and unfortunately this season uh, the playing squad is probably maybe the worst playing squad that we've had ever possibly. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about the worst players that you've seen in a town shirt. Um, lone player, a permanent player, maybe a player who made just a few appearances um, or just a player that you just thought, why how is he a professional footballer? Um, ben, I'll let you take it away. Um, have you got a, a player? Have you got a couple to throw out there? Any particular guys? Um, there are a lot to pick from, aren't there? Um, particularly this year. And I think, um, because I want to keep the answer short, I don't want to reel off all the classics that everybody or somebody <laughs> else may mention, because there are some real classics from back in the past, ones who maybe had a fleeting appearance for 45 minutes or someone who was so dire on a loan spell that you couldn't believe he got in even the team. But I think I'm going to choose somebody who um, is stuck with us in League One, and I'm going to pick somebody who is, uh, yeah, again, that whole professional footballer. And I go Josh Harrop. And everyone's going to wow. think, oh, why, why, you know what? I don't care what he's done for Preston. The, the subject here is worst player to play for town. And in terms of a contribution as an attacking midfielder, he has offered zero assists. He's offered zero effort. 
The only thing he's done, as we know, he got sent off at Wimbledon, so he missed three games through just pure, purely being as stupid as most of the squad come across as. I'm not saying they are, it's just they're coming across that way on the pitch. Um, I, I don't think you could be much worse than Josh Harrop in his loan spell. There's Keenan Baird who frustrates the hell out of me, and he was a very close second, but he has scored, so he got above Josh Harrop. I, yeah, I, I just can't. And, and Luke Thomas, unfortunately, obviously, he's had his um, you know really important subjects in terms of um, difficulties that step away from the from the um, from the club and back to Barnsley. So I, I wasn't considering Luke Thomas, even though again, as short as the loan spell was, it wasn't very good. But yeah, we're in our lowest our lowest ever as a football club since the fifties. It has to be someone from this squad, the worst player for, t- for town in my era as a fan, has been Josh Harrop. Oh, I think that's a, a, a reasonable choice. Um, and yeah, as you said, this season has not been great. It's the worst since the 50s. Although, I feel like we're judging the 50s team. I feel sorry for them a little bit because they were just playing third-tier football because we just became a professional club like a decade beforehand and we've, we had World War II and all that stuff. So I feel we shouldn't be saying, oh, this is the worst position we've played since the 50s, but because we were there because, yeah. Anyway, uh, Dan, to over show, to you. I think it just shows how far we've fallen, doesn't it? That's the... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Hopefully we won't get any lower than we are at the moment, but we could possibly finish lower than 11th if we can't score a goal. Uh, we'll get <laughs> onto that later, talking about Swindon Town, um, who are now relegated. They'll be playing League 2 football next year. But um, Dan, I'm interested to hear your players. Um, I think I sent you this a bit late, so I think you've had to think on the fly, but um, I'm sure you yeah. probably have some yeah. in mind anyway. <laughs> I've had a think about this. There's two ways you can define worst player for me. There's worst value for money player mm. and worst technical player. And I think it's more fun to look at worst technical player. But before we get to that, worst value for money player, you've got people, probably Matteo Sereni or Finidi George or, you know, a lot of wages of no end product. I've just been thinking about this. I think I reckon there's one that me and David will remember in our nightmares of your... Um, he's not the worst, but he's up there's Graham Harvey, uh, a left back who he bought from Derby for £80,000. He literally looked like he'd won a raffle ticket to play football. Um, then I was thinking about this. My three worst Ipswich players have all got a theme, and that is to do with aquatic animals. Number three, Mike Salmon. Number two, John Scales, but the worst Ipswich footballer I've ever seen, and I saw him for his 45 minutes of infamy, was Mark Fish, Mm. who played for us at QPR and literally, I'm sure he had been out on a bender all night and turned up to play and he was hoiked at half-time. And this was after he'd won stuff for Bolton and he was obviously played at the World Cup for South Africa. So from actually seeing a player, Mark Fish, um, his 45 minutes at, at QPR was so bad, it was fun. Fair play. Was uh, Mike Salmon, is he a goalkeeper? Was he a goalkeeper? Mike, yeah. Yeah, Mike the Pike Salmon. Um, John Scales hardly played. He was always injured. And uh, yeah, but Mark Fish... Surely Connor oh, Salmon could get in there too, Dan, just to keep the aquatic theme going. Connor Salmon, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, he was on. The, he was on the bench. He wasn't. He wasn't even good enough to get in. So, Danny Rowe. <laughs> Danny Rowe, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that bad, Danny Rowe. I don't no, think no, I'm just, just, just because of Rowe. 
Come on. Oh, Danny, Rowe, Danny Rowe was all fart and no poo, wasn't he? He was just... I like Danny Rowe. There's a time in the place. Danny Rowe. time in the place. Yeah. I liked him. He had a good song. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes some of these players have got a better song than actually oh, the their song ability oh, as a footballer. Go on. Danny, Danny Rowe. <laughs> I liked it too, too. Danny... <laughs> Danny Rowe. I mean, that's part of the reason why I like him so much is because of that song. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Not very creative, but um, yeah. Um, but Daz, I'll, I'll stick to you because you are up okay. next. Um, okay. Now, have you got some belters to chuck of the worst players? Can you beat yeah, Dan's? Well, well, like Dan said, you know, you can go at it. You know, there's. I've seen a lot of bad players over the, the 40 odd years. I've supported Town, Bajner, Endow, Moshni. Endow? It was right. Oh my yeah, god, no, he was awful. Was awful. Right? Does that Karen, does that mean we're having a party now? I'm having a party. You mentioned oh, Biner. You mentioned Biner, so we're having a party now, we? Remember no Biner, <laughs> no party. <laughs> yeah, J- Jordan Spence was a player who really oh, irritated oh. the hell out of me. I really disliked him. His girlfriend um, was absolutely unbelievable though, wasn't she? Like well worth having Jordan just for her in the crowd. Yeah. yeah, so the boys got some skills outside of the pitch, but um, yeah, <laughs> on the pitch, not much. Um, and then I, can't, I kind of decided to go a different way. And um, I'm actually, I've got a coin here just to decide which one, because it's, I can't decide between two. And I, what I've decided is to come at it from an angle of the, the player that's had the worst effect on the whole club. So... Dan's already mentioned Finidi George. So my two, because of the, the effect that they had on the club, on wage structures, which influenced what was going on in the changing room, how players felt valued, all that sort of stuff, work ethic on the pitch, their effects on games, all that sort of stuff. So Andy Marshall and Finidi yeah. George are the two who because of their failings on the pitch and stuff off the pitch. I think they they are the worst players. Not technically. That's not why I'm coming at. I'm could, just, you not, just, could, could you not put Michael Chopper in there as well? Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good shout. He he had a lot of negatives. So Andy Marshall, obviously ex-scum, he caused us a goal a game, every single game he played. God knows why he was still being picked by Burley. But he he's one of the reasons we got relegated, in my opinion. Um, so that's that's do this. White, the white side is this is how sad I am. This is my golf marker, which is in my wallet. Some I don't know why it how is it's in there, but yeah, white will be Finidi George, blue will be Andy Marshall. Let's see, who is my worst player? Blue, Andy Marshall. Andy Marshall is the <laughs> worst player. <laughs> I'm very happy with that one. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Um, okay. Um, I feel bad. I'm a bit on the fence here because I, I interviewed him for Ross Meat. So it's sort of like, uh, I don't think Andy will be listening to this, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but uh, it's, you know, on the pitch. I don't he can like be lovely him. and still a shit footballer. Yeah, that's the problem nowadays, though. Like, they're a great bloke, but technically they're not very good. Um, but Segs, 
over to you. Um, I'm looking forward to David. I think David's got a, a long list of players. Um, but Segs, I'm interested to know because um, we're we're probably a similar era watching the the club. Um, so we didn't we don't know much about the '90s and '80s players. Um, you know, we know of them, but um, there's been a couple bad ones in the 2010s uh, under Jewel. Uh, definitely loan signings as well. But um, your cho- choices. I'm quite judging by what Darren said before. On, um, I can't remember when he said it now, but he'd mentioned Neil Gregory before. I'm quite surprised he didn't mention him. I did think about that, yeah, and uh, I did think about Neil. He played so little games. I don't know how many appearances he no. he played. Well, tail, but too many. Well under his old, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. Um, this I discussion: didn't... Who's worse, David or Neil Gregory? Me and my dad in the pub over many, many, many times. Which one was the worst player? Oh, well, I think his brother. I think David's the oldest one, isn't he? I think is he? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's a better pro. I I won't say anything on air here, but spent a lot of time in my youth, in my early twenties, drinking in places where Neil Gregory was, and um, I won't tell you what sort of state he was in. So um, yeah, and a Sunday morning football. Sunday morning football. I think he does um, stuff at Gramsford now. Yeah, there is that. So he's uh, he's still involved in the game. Mm. But, uh... Lovely guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but six. Um, what players are you choosing? Um, well, funny enough, I looked at it in the same way as Dan as well. Actually, I kind of thought you could probably put Serena in there because for the amount that we spent on him, and then he gave us no return. Really, unfortunately, he's still a record signing, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I. Still I'm waiting still... for the friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't go to the game so much. I was always watching or listening, but I, I quite liked Serena at the time. Um, obviously, it was unfortunate what happened and it didn't actually work out for him. But um, so I, I, I didn't go for him in the end. Um, Fanidi was another one as well. But again, didn't really, you know, it's uh, the only reason he um he got on the team was because he lied about his age, really, wasn't it? So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go for them. I went for someone a bit more my era. And I've, you know, obviously, Daz has always meant, always mentioned George Spence. He, he wound me up so much. And then Will Norris as well, who we all know I loved. Um, Keenan Bennett's um, another one who just winds me up at the moment. He's just, why he's a professional footballer, I don't know. But um, no, I went back further than that. I went went after Jim, but before, before Mick, um, for who I went for. There's, there's some under Mick as well. I mean, like you said, Byner. Spence, yeah. Digby. Ooh, you know, there's obviously Paul Digby there as well. And Elliot, who, who had a bit bit of something about him but then sort of disappeared Alex Central as well who his, his brother went to my uni um, who was a didn't mind him but again just too much potential and just went nowhere but yeah I went for there's two one who came in with a lot of a lot a lot of um, we, well he came in under Keane and um, you know it's a bit of a disappointment because of uh let me get to it. I'm not trying Come to build it. <laughs> he, came, he came in under Keane and there's a lot of there's kind of a lot of hope because you think, oh, we've got a bit of money now under Evans. You know, we could get someone in who's actually quite decent. And then we ended up with Stone John. Stone <laughs> John. <laughs> oh, no, I'd never rated Stone John at all. Um, shit, shit strike for us. Um, just came on off the bench. You just, just rubbish. scored a goal, though. Good one goal. <laughs> I don't care. Um, it's... Gave nothing towards us. I'm glad he went when he went in January. And the other one was Nathan Ellington, who under Jewel, oh, absolute, absolute rubbish striker. Yeah, okay, he may, he may have done stuff at Wigan, but for me, is the Duke. Yeah, yeah, game one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Did he have a song? Did he have a song? 
Was there a Who song knows? If he did, there was like a trumpet in there, surely. The Duke. <laughs> 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 but no, good, good choices, Segs. You built it up. And um, I think, yeah, two very good choices there. Two um, strikers who, well, now for Edson, I think he played like I, 19 appearances and didn't score a single goal. I had a bit of a twist about Edson as well, which may have incident my influenced my decision but I can't really remember what it's about now it was so long ago and also I was young I don't agree with it nowadays but I know I I can't remember what happened I, know, I think he tweeted something I replied and was a bit annoyed about what he tweeted I can't remember what it was <laughs> so but yeah that probably influenced my decision a little bit Fair play well David you've heard the many different players from different eras I know you've got a list so <laughs> rattle out the names Yeah, I won't, I won't talk the way through the whole list Interestingly, there are several players on my list Who other people have already mentioned um, There's one name on there that I'm surprised nobody's mentioned Which we'll get to know the, the reasoning behind it I agree that this overall this squad is obviously Just basically dross um, For whatever reason It's got people in there who have been decent for us Like Freddie Sears But for, I, I put it down to the wrong position They've been destroyed. They're, they're no longer any good. Um, and other people who've been worn down by it or, or whatever. So overall, but I think that what you have to do is to look at it in the context of the time. So if you put our worst Premier League player, which um, Andy Marshall is sitting there on my list, and I've um, hated Andy Marshall as a goalkeeper ever since he signed. I didn't see the point in signing him in the first place. Never saw the point of him getting a single game. Never saw the point in keeping him beyond the first game because he was shit from start to finish. Um, so he is on my list. But if you put him into this side now, would he be worse than what we've got? Um, and that—that's the thing is, I think you have to place it in the in the context. So that's what I've got. I'm, I'm gonna—I'm not gonna mention my worst player until last though. So I've got Kevin Lisby, who I thought was absolute bollocks. Hated him. Lazy waste of space. Josh Yorworth who I thought about seriously, but then I thought he didn't play enough. Dominic Samuel. <sighs> really? Jordan Spence. Now, Jordan Spence was a serious contender for worst player because Awful. He, he was, yeah. I mean, positioning, effort. There's just nothing there, is there? And it's telling. It's a bit like Jamie Peters. Never got a club since he left. You know, if, if he had anything about it. I mean, he, he, he got released by MK Dons, didn't he? And he was out of contract for six months before we picked him up um, because Mick had a problem signing right-backs. So, yeah, Jordan Spence was on there. Glenn Pennyfather. We were crying out at the time for a um, striker because we had Walk and Stockwell playing up front. And so the football genius that was John Duncan went and signed £80,000 worth of central midfielder with one leg shorter than the other from, um, from Palace. Why? No. Um, Raphael Mead. Dear God. Who? <laughs> Raphael Mead. We had him on loan. And, and I mean, he was once upon a time an average player. By the time we got him, uh, he made Ian Juriev look good. Um, Jordan Graham. He was shit yeah. the first time. He was even worse the second time. Um, I, I thought that it was a laugh when we signed him on loan a second time. Um, Tony Dinning. Oh, yeah. again, it makes me depressed, this. Leon Best. You know, oh, oh, I mean, yeah. presumably no one's mentioned Leon Best because it was think, due to the nightmare thing. I think Best was Best was only so bad though because he was brought in to replace Murphy, wasn't he? I think mm. that was part of his problem. To be honest, Le Leon Best. I, 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 I the last minutes, 
was it? I think it was against Villa, where Mick actually brought two had two strikers up front for the last ten minutes against Villa, and we went for it, and we we should have got something. It was either Villa or Sheffield Wednesday at home, and Leon Bess actually looked good in that game, where we were just hurling everything forward rather than sitting back and going, "Yeah, we've lost this one, uh, give up." Um, mm. But the rest of the time, no. Um, Jonas Axeldahl. Yeah, I'd rather have um, Ulrika Johnson, quite frankly. Um, Ulrika Le Pen. He's on my list. He's on my list. Yeah, Yeah. Ulrika Le Pen. Andy Marshall. Yeah, I mean, there's been some shit, hasn't there? Jonathan Douglas. Now, the reason why Jonathan Douglas is my number two worst player is on account of the fact that he was here for a significant period of time. And so to be, you know, Jonas Axel play, played about three games. Mark Fish, he was awful, but he was here for half a game. Um, and he probably can't remember being here. It's for, for somebody to have been here for more than a season, to have played and been as bad as Jonathan Douglas was, is quite an achievement. You know, he's, he's one of those players who's going to stick in the memory, like Andy Marshall is just being bollocks. He might have been good once, but by the time we got him, it was like having your granddad running around. I mean, that wonderful video where he's just chasing around and he keeps standing behind a player, and then he goes <laughs> running over and he stands behind another one. And it's it's like, I mean, he it, it, it just parachuted some random bloke onto the pitch and he's just running around like a headless chicken. And that summed up the entire time. And I felt sorry for the bloke. His legs had gone, but why put him into it? You know, I think he was, the he worst was a modern, one. He was a modern day Garrett Williams, I think. <sighs> Dear me. Yeah. It's all yeah. for me though, it's it's always like you know, worst players, it's the it's the attitude of players that winds me up. In some ways, I'm quite impressed by someone who's so shit can actually be a professional footballer. There's something quite oh, how have you done that? You've done pretty well there. But it's the play because you've all got to be relatively good to be a professional footballer, haven't you? You know, even but it's yeah. just players with players, you know, players with bad attitudes are the ones that you know, you can smell them. Um, look, I'll tell you what, Paul Taylor. Oh, dude. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's you know, Loads of money. He's on my Paul, list. Paul Taylor. Was, yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. just boozing the whole time and whatever. And, you know, just like. Come on, oh, David. What's your number one, David? Come on. Yeah, David, come on. What's your number one? Need a drum roll, please. <laughs> drum roll. Come on. <laughs> my number one is mentioned already. I'm oh, disappointed. Graham Harvey. He is the epitome of everything. I mean, he, he couldn't defend. He couldn't attack. He got the ball. And the number of times, and we used to count it during the game, he'd get the ball and he'd try and pass it forward. And every single time, he'd wang it over the touchline next to him. He couldn't hit a straight pass. He couldn't hit a pass infield. It just went straight out that way for throwing. Every, oh dear me, was he bad. You know, any, anybody in in um, lower Cobble must have been absolutely uh, lower. Lower Portman would would have been just sort of it hit in the face every single game because of that useless waste of space. Um, no, he's the epitome of everything. If I asked my dad, it would be Mitch Devray, but I quite like Mitch. But um, <laughs> it's a slightly different generation. He's comparing with things I'm not comparing with. But Graham Harvey, the epitome of a shit footballer. Coming soon, David meets Graham Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hand up by Sex. Um, take it away. You've got another player uh, to mention? No, well, I have, but not Ipswich player. I was going to make two points, really. I think um, Douglas was actually, it wasn't good that he was paired with Goose, to be honest. Two similar players. I think if it, 
you hit the I, I think that was worse for Skews. I think that Douglas dragged yeah, down, yeah, but I, I think, think that Douglas was, was just shit. Yeah, yeah but what I mean is I, I do think it kind of didn't help the dynamic of the team, though, that's what I'm trying to say. No, I mean, if, no. So uh, that kind of didn't help. I was also going to say, we've mentioned Andy Marshall um, quite a bit, um, but I think if I remember correctly, and I've, I, I have checked during the pod but, um, with someone else, but we were supposed to sign Mark Poom, weren't we, originally, before... Before we sign Andy Marshall, so if we sign Poom, things might Darby, be different. Is he at Derby then? Yeah, yeah. yeah the the uh, one player I've not mentioned on my list, by the way, is Keenan Bennett, who I oh, I, I just think he's, like an, him, ab- though, he's an abject excuse of a footballer. And Thank I know he's got skills, but there's people in the playground at, at a primary school who've got skills, but they're still not professional footballers for a reason. Um, I, I, I'd rather see a twelve-year-old try try his skills on the wing than have that waste of space in there. He's he's an embarrassment to this team. I think, this, I think this year's squad have got away lightly from this debate. But no. partly, partly Keenan Bennett is, is the fact that I don't mind a young player who makes a mistake and then gets better. He doesn't do it again. Or, you know, but Bennett cannot release a ball, can't cross a ball, just runs into space. He's doing the same thing. He's been doing the same thing all season. What a waste of time. Get I still don't get on, on Bennett's like, why have we still... Oh, I'm sorry, I know we're going on another tack. Why are we still got these loan players? Why is Keenan Bennett starting and Jack Lancaster isn't starting? I think he's injured, like, isn't he? Bennett's is never going to play for Ipswich again. Good. And Dobra came on and made a hell of a di- well a, a difference again. You know, I, I'm not. I like Cook. I think. I just think. We, I like Mark McGuinness, but what is the point in keeping Mark McGuinness? What is the key point in keeping Matheson? What is the point in keeping um, Bennett's? We're on the we're on the beach, so just play. The squad play the kids. I, I, yeah. I, I, send, I mean, the moment I walked in the door, I'd send all the lone players home because, yeah, personally, I think I think one thing they might be th- thinking, just as a, a, a an idea, is that the under 18s and the under 23s are both at the advanced stages of competitions now. So if we yeah. take out their players to get, you know, in the first team, they're they're not playing in the semi-final and the final and all that sort of stuff so there's, there's also you know, the thing where because the first team is so abysmally bad and has such a bad attitude mm-hmm. and there's obviously an awful lot of people behind the scenes who are just sort of going out you know just um, keep them away keep them know, away if, if you keep the under 23s and the under 18s nice and nice over there they're training on a different pitch on a different day doing whatever then the negativity and the and that sort of thing and the bad attitude isn't going to infect them yeah so yeah, good point yeah good point Sorry, Gilbert. I say, fingers, Ben. This, with, with David said it himself that the fingers of this year's team is the fact that they've been most of them been here for a while. I mean, you've got Chambers who was here like for so long, um, so you know, he's obviously done his due. You've got Sears who, unfortunately, was put out of position. Norwood who was scoring goals last season before he got injured. KVY who's hasn't had a chance yet really. You, you've only got a few players really you can actually wind down to put in that worst position, uh, the worst player, and so Bennett's. Harrop, who you said, no, trying to think of us really, but there isn't many players you can actually put. Kenlock! Well, nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. How dare no. you? He's How dare team. you? He's Get him in the team. Man. Get him on the Watsons again. He's one of our own. I think Kenlock's better than Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. definitely. Collectively, yeah. though, this, this team is shit, but in terms of individually, they're not, you know, you can't, you can't really single any of them out as the worst player just because, especially our players, because they've been here so long. And it's only Hawkins, um, Hawkins Ward, and um, who's the player we signed? Cornell, Hell, who's who's, yeah. been, who's been there less than a year. So mm. you obviously got the lone players, and we've already singled out Bennett's and 
And then, and then you've got young, younger ones, sort of the Downs and Dizels who and Wolfendons, who are who are potential ones and are coming. I mean, Dobbs and, Wolf, and things. Wolf, Wolfenden could have left in the summer for a fee if he wanted to. Same as yeah. Downs. So you know, there's, mm. you, you collectively, yeah, they're shit. But, but individually, they aren't. You can't actually pinpoint too many of them as the worst player. It's, it's the problem of having that sort of great big, huge squad and. Over the years, we keep adding to it rather than going right. You're coming in, so you're going out, and I mean, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That that's part that's part of the problem, isn't it? So the players who are over who, who passed it aren't being moved on; they're just being sort of shunted onto the bench to rotate. I, I, I'm really, really, really excited to see what the release list is. It's like like draft in America. You know, it's just yeah. going to be. They should televise it live. They should have some sort of, and the twenty-eighth player to leave the club will be the only. So the only player I put in the list really from who's been here long term really is Emma Hughes, who come in with such praise. Yeah, and he's just, he had just, left. Yeah, that's a shame. Not, it's not, a shame. Not I mean, he hasn't even been in the squad since. No, uh, it's just. Emma Hughes. <laughs> Who's anywho? Yeah. I think we should um wrap up that chat. So that, but that I'm, was... I'm, I'm glad no one said Wilkeen. Have you have you seen them by the way? <laughs> the supporters club have got the player of the year vote open at the moment. Oh, Jesus! Oh my god, I, I, good I, luck. I considered, I considered putting Tristan Nydam down because I think that he gave in that substitute appearance one of the best performances I've seen by a midfielder this season. They give it to Chambers again, like they did in 2019. Yeah. I'm right. I'm gonna, I'm just I'm gonna right. just. I'm just going to roll out uh, Ben's speech from the previous week. <laughs> Give it to the fans. Give it to the fans. Give it to the fans. But um, that was a fantastic should, conversation. Especially David, who's been paying £10 for away games, but doesn't understand that you're paying the same home games. I think we should um, look ahead to... Um, Swindon Town. <laughs> we have three more games to go. Um, some more lovely uh, chat about that. Um, of course, Swindon, they've been relegated. They lost 5-0. Will Grigg is on fire. He scored four. Um, of course, he was linked as well. Um, will he reunite with Paul Cook? I don't think it will happen. Um, I don't think he's out of contract. He's probably got, I don't know. I need him facts right there. Who's this? Will, will Grigg. Uh, oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, Swindon Town, had, we lost. Huh? So I know I, had, I know I had a debate on Twitter recently, so I'd take him. Just because, and he scored, I think he scored a hat-trick last week, didn't he? So last he scored four. He scored four, yeah. Yeah. So, he's, he's Swindon still he's, playing. Yeah, listening, Segs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ross literally just what? said that, yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, sorry. Edit that then. My bad. That's right. Anyway, move on. <laughs> uh, listeners can enjoy us. Um yeah, anyway, Swindon Town. We lost against them on Sky uh, earlier in the season, 3-2. That was a, a lovely day on Sky. Um, yeah, the dead rubber, or the dead rubberous. Um, both teams playing for nothing, really. They're both on the beach, um, although we've been on the beach for a few months now. But um, I want to get your quick fire predictions. So, Ben, over to you. Are we going to score a goal? Yes. We're going to score a goal because it's miserable thinking how we're not going to. I feel like the Swindon home game very quickly was I was at my lowest ebb because my wife and I found that we had COVID that weekend. So it coincided with the game. We had COVID. We thought it can't get any worse. So let's use that as a positive. We're going to score a goal. Yes. Will we win? 
Probably not. Scott Twine will probably score two thirty yarders and show why we should sign him for next season. Good shout, Dan. What do you reckon? Are we going to score? Are we going to win? Um, just yeah. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> it's going to be nil nil. No. We, we, yeah. No. Listen. We we played Swindon. Every time we play Swindon, there's there's we each team scores. They've, you know, I mean, they, they, they got, they, it's a nothing. I don't know. I just think it's nil nil, isn't it? It's just, they've just lost five nil to MK Dons and we haven't scored in 10 hours. Who cares? Nil nil. Lovely. Dazza, um, our good friend, nil nil, is, um, is looking likely. Uh, 10 hours and counting. Uh, a club record could be set this weekend, I think. Um, of course, that record was set in back in the Premier League when we got relegated. Um, do you reckon it will be set? And uh, we've got some news though. Norwood apparently is back from injury. So, yay! Uh oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, Norwood's back. He's been to London to see a specialist. I'm, I'm sure that's why he was in London. No other reason. Um, and uh, uh, but I can see there's this kind of cliche thing of the pressures off the Swindon players uh, and they're just going to play free flowing attacking football with nothing else to worry about anymore. And most of our players know that they're not playing here next season and they won't be bothered. So two nil Swindon. Um, we won't score, um, but I'll be watching cheering them on. But yeah, another loss. Joys. Um, look forward to that one. Uh, sex. Uh, it's a hard one because, uh, like Darren just said, Swindon could easily, you know, attack because they're down. It could be two or three, but I want to go with Dan. Nil-nil. I said it last weekend. Um, I'd like to say Pittman will score just because I like Pittman. Um, our, our season's done now, so I can't see a scoring. I can't see them scoring. Uh, nil-nil. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that they went to London as well just for the someone's leaving. It's just a leave and do. That's what I reckon. Could be, could be your boy, Ross. Could be your boy. Could well, been. after the set pieces he did um, on the weekend, yeah, he, he can get in the bin because they were dreadful. Oh, I could do better than that. I take it back. Here. The worst player I've ever seen play for Ipswich is Guion Edwards. After I forgot about those. I forgot no, about yeah. the corners. Uh, the start of the season, though. No. He was on fire at the start of the season, but uh, now also, he's turned also, His first game of the season against Blackburn, that flick on he did. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Debut goal as well. He's dined yeah. out on that ever since. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it gets repeated every time at the start of the season, you know, or Gwion Edward gets mentioned. It's just a gif of that, pretty much. But um David, to finish off um the Swindon chat, it was very quick because I think it needs to be brief now looking into games because um yeah, we've only got three well, games well, to go later. There's later, no gentlemen. point in discussing the games really, is there? No, actually? no, just yeah. just get your predictions out quickly. Uh nil nil as well. No, um, just, I, to be honest, I can't honestly see us scoring again this season. I don't think the players give a monkey's ass what's happening. Um, they're probably quite pissed off when they get selected because, you know, there's better things to be doing, like picking their noses. Um, so, no, but on the basis of <clears throat> two things, one, at some point, a goal has got to go in just, I mean, even if it's an own goal, if it's, you know, some sort of weird fluke because a seagull flies past and a shit's on the ball and it diverts it into the net or something, you know, at some point, something's going to happen. So 
on the basis of that, and I'm an eternal optimist, I'm going to, and I'm nowhere in the prediction league either. Um, so I don't care anymore either. I'm, I'm, I'm like Freddie Sears, D-Mob happy. I'm going to go 2-0 Winter Town. I would be surprised if we did a repeat of Leeds a couple of seasons ago and just thrash your... Who we got last game of the season? Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Yeah, just go for it and just... No, I, I reckon the players have got a thing on that we can end up as um, lowest scorers in the league. I, I reckon they've got a sort of a sweepstake, and, and so that, that's that's why um, you know they're missing things and firing um, free kicks thirty yards over the bar on account of the fact they're going no 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 Northampton are catching us up. We we can get this. <laughs> oh Joyce, oh, we can dear. actually make the playoffs. This is how sad this season is. I mean, we're not going to, but we could actually make the playoffs still. It's ridiculous. Just, just, I know. Everyone's given up. It's just. Well, this this is the the weird thing is that normally, you know, under Mick, even then, until such time as it's mathematically impossible, I would always be looking upwards. You could be seven points off with six or six points off with two games left, and I'd still be going. Yeah, but if we win five nil, they lose four nil. We can still do it. And that's how I normally look. I gave up on the on the playoffs about six games before Lambert finally departed. I thought hey, it's not happening. I never thought it was yeah. happening in Lambert Cook. I just didn't think it think it was. But um, yeah, I mean, looking looking up is a thing that I haven't done for quite a while, really. And that, that's weird because even under Mick, I, look, I looked upwards. I never looked below us. I always looked up. How far away are the playoffs? The last two years have been the the, the only seasons I've never looked up. I'd just say yeah. I found. I say I firmly believe that this how shit this league is, how yeah. many times they've saved Lambert. This league saved Lambert's job longer than it should have done, really, this season. Because the, the number of results that went our way throughout the season is just crazy. And it's still happening now. <laughs> yeah, when we lost the Swindon 3-2, that's when I gave up. But I, as an Ipswich fan, I've never, ever publicly... It's, this is quite fascinating. I've never heard one of our managers ever be hanging the players out to dry like Cook has. It's fascinating. It's absolutely it. fascinating. It's brilliant. But this still three games to go. He's called them a pub team. He said they're flaky. He said he, he they showed no character. They won a tournament to or go. competition. It's it's it's, <laughs> three, it's absolutely <laughs> incredible. And I thought he was. I thought he was under pressure because of his. I thought, oh, he's, he's he's trying to hold on to his job here. But actually, all the latest sounds are they they're going to back cook. I've never seen a manager ever criticised players. And I've had a lot of my mates who don't support Ipswich saying, your manager's well out of order. He can't do that. He can't, he he's, can't he's pick a team and slag them off. He's, he's criticised the collective. Yeah. I think that, that's... They're, not his, that's play, they're not his players. They're not his yeah. players. He doesn't care. I absolutely anyway. love it. Absolutely yeah, yeah. love it. I it's think it's far, to, far, it's far overdue. It's so long overdue. We've needed someone to come and call a spade a spade. This has been going on for far too long. It's been obvious, and someone's just needed to come out in public and actually say it. I think it's refreshing, and we should be thanking him for it. Yeah, and it's, absolutely. I am. No, I am. I think it's, it's decided. It's, it has to be done. Has to be done. It's decided who's going. It's decided who's going as well. I think there'll be plenty of contracts written off as well. To be honest, I think he's, yeah, I, I liked that earlier on saying yeah. it, it doesn't matter what happens in the last three games. I've made my decision. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't do anything to change your mind now. I like that. Yeah, no, sorry. Piss off. You're a waste <laughs> of space. Last, lastly, Ross, we haven't mentioned it. What about the Dazelle to Blackburn links? Anyone? Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's not. Would, would anyone be bothered if he left? 
I, think, I would be disappointed. I, I, I like. I think there's a player in Dazelle. He just frustrates me. I would keep Downs and Vincent Young and completely rip it up. But I'm not sure Downs is a, Dazelle's a championship player. But maybe Mowbray can get something out of him. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. We get a fee for him at least because he signed a contract. But yeah. it's a shame with Dazelle. It's a shame. There you go. That's I don't know if that link is real. So no, 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 person... I was just, there is a conversation there, though, isn't there? Even briefly, just would, would you keep us out? You know, I would. Well, I love him. I love him. If if, okay. if, you, if, you, if it was a decent fee, he can go. As far as I'm concerned, I, don't, I, I yeah. think that he, I think he's got the the laziness of his dad, but without the ability. Um, and I don't know where, where I entirely. I don't know entirely where he fits into the side either, because you know he he can't play a deep lying position because he can't tackle. All he does is get behind somebody and pull them by the shoulder and get booking. If he can't tackle mm. from there, is he a forward, forward more forward, forward midfielder? I, mean, I just don't know where, where, where he fits in. Really, he's not. Mm. Like he, he picked out he three run. nice balls. For, he picked out three nice balls for two for Bishop and one for Bennett's last week, and all three are offside. We are picking off. up the most offside in the league trophy this year, aren't we? Yeah. So. And yellow cards. Yeah, and well. Nor- Norwood, I believe, picked up the um, individual award for most offsides, which is quite a, a feat when he hasn't actually played very much. Yeah, yeah. Caden yeah. Jackson lives offside. Yeah, yeah, but he's he only won a contract from a Coca-Cola or Pepsi competition or something, so he's not a player in my eyes. Mm, <laughs> mm, big statement. Um, I want to I want to move along. Um, yes, let's move along quickly to talk about um, the Youth Cup quickly. Um, they're, of course, playing in the quarterfinals at Portman Road. Um, so that's probably one game to look forward to this weekend. Um, it's going to be Friday, 5pm kickoff. Sheffield United are in town, uh, both in Category 2 um, situation. So basically on the same level field. I think Sheffield United, they're doing really well as well in terms of their youth um, academy. I think they're under 23s. They recently got into the playoffs. Um, in their uh, under twenty threes league, just like Town has as well. Um, the final Where can we watch it, Ross. Sheffield United, yeah, Sheffield United are streaming it live. So if you fancy um, some football on a Friday night, give a watch. Five pm kickoff. Um, Adam Ate and um, of course Jason Dazelle, are, of course the coaches for for them. So best of luck for those guys, and can they get to a semi final? That shall be interesting. And the final thing to mention on the pod today, of course, is a talk about the social media boycott that is happening this weekend, uh, of course, in protest against the vile online abuse, the discrimination, the racism, the disgusting things that people post on social media. Um, of course, the Kings of Anglia, Archon, the East Anglia Day Times, it's just our newspapers are joining this weekend's social media blackout, of course, led by professional football clubs, uh, footballers, some of the biggest clubs and best players in the world are joining this to refrain from using their accounts on platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram over the coming bank holiday weekend. Uh, the switch-off starts um, on 3pm on Friday, the 30th April, and will continue until the 11.59pm on Monday, bank holiday Monday, May 3rd. Um, Archon is supporting this boycott. Um, the Stu and Andy, uh, the football writers, will not post any football on social media over the four days. Um, however, our websites will include match day live feeds um, and will we'll run as normal. But this boycott is something that should be happening. Um, the levels of nasty online abuse and racism are just getting worse. And, you know, it, we've got to make it clear to social media companies that there's a long way to go to tackling this problem. 
And hopefully this will have an opportunity for people to stop and think before they post abuse online about players and just general anything. Um, but I just wanted to mention it at the end of the pod. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys on this podcast tonight are going to be joining this boycott. I know people who listen to this, I'm sure, are doing the same. And um, there we go. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Daz, Dan. Segs, David and Ben for joining me this week. It's been a fantastic pod. Uh, many different things spoke about. Season tickets, the worst players, Jordan Rhodes link and of course looking at Swindon. Can we score a goal? Will we break a record of no goals? Hopefully not. But it's been another great pod. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to say uh, leave us a review. Subscribe if you haven't already. Um, if you are a new listener, hello and welcome. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on all the social medias. Of course, won't be posting anything for the next four days. Um, but there we go. I've been Ross. And hopefully next week we'll be talking about a goal. Please enjoy your bank holiday weekend. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to hopeful. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Thank you.